Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of Wired In. I'm your host, Blake Johnson, alongside my fellow host, Spencer Coles. Spencer, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing all right. You know, just, uh, I, uh, I had a bit of a rough morning, but nothing a little caffeine can't fix, so, you know. Yeah, I used to be pretty anti-coffee. Did you drink coffee or did you just drink something else? Uh, tea, yeah. Tea? Okay, yeah. Because I've started to drink a little bit of coffee now, and I don't drink it as much as, like, I'm not an addict. I've actually haven't drank coffee in a couple days. But uh, I will say uh, I, used, coffee, I used to be pretty anti-coffee. Yeah, I will say coffee is definitely the most effective, uh, but I hate drinking it. I, I would rather drink tea than drink coffee. That is well, for damn see, sure. I don't, I don't even drink coffee unless it's got creamer and, and stuff in it. I won't drink it <gasps> straight up black. Drinking coffee black. Drinking black. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I'm like, dude, if it, if it tastes like shit, I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care if it makes me less of a man. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back. And um, yeah, I've really not been up to a whole lot. Um, the oh, uh, the uh, new iOS update has come out. So I've been kind of playing around with that a little bit. I'm mm, still nice. kind of new to... I'm still new to Apple. I have been pretty anti Apple for most of my life up until this point. And I, you know, decided to give them a shot with the iPhone 11. They were having a sale on it actually. And so I was intrigued and I actually do enjoy it, but it's just, it makes me laugh seeing some of the things that have just been launched with this new update and thinking, man, Android has had this function for years and you're just now adding it to. The oh, iPhone, yeah. like they just now added the, uh, you know, when you're on a phone call with someone and you try to go into another app and it'll put it like on the as a banner on the top portion of it. They yeah. just added that into the into the <laughs> oh iPhone. It's like, I think that was on my Samsung Galaxy S8, which came out, what, four years ago? <laughs> you know, yeah, I think about four years. I think. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah, so, and there was something else. Oh, widgets. Yeah, widgets is the new big thing they added, and they just added an app library now where you can, instead of searching for an app, you just scroll over a couple times, and then there's, you know, like an app library with all your apps in there. I mean, that's that's been an Android thing for quite a while. And, well, I think with, know. like, the iPhone ten when that came out, like, everyone was freaking out that, like, it came with, like, a, a stylus, like a pen, and I'm like, dude... Like the Note Two has had that since like oh wait have you bro. have you have you heard of the of the Note? <laughs> it's yeah, been like a little while. Yeah, like at least yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember everyone was freaking out. I was like, dude, this has been a thing for a while. Like oh, and the, and they just added the ability to watch videos in the background as you're on on um, other apps too. Oh, they really? just Yeah, they just added so, that. Like if you were watching a YouTube video before, you you couldn't well. Like, See, you can you like, can it wouldn't like shrink down and then just be in the background. Yeah, it, well, you if you, so, let's say you watch Netflix or or Disney Plus or something like that, uh-huh. um, and you're watching it in the app. As soon as you go out of the app, it stops. Um, mm, and okay, same with same with YouTube. Okay, now they've and now they've added it to where if you're watching something in the app and you swipe up to get to the home screen, mm-hmm. it'll minimize into the background and you can have it playing you can't technically do it with youtube the the app there's a way around it if you go to youtube on the safari app the web browser (laughs) and watch a youtube video it'll do it that way but youtube i guess i don't know if there's if youtube's being stubborn about it i'd always had trouble trying to listen to youtube in the background if if i didn't have premium with my android phone sometimes sometimes it works sometimes Mm -hmm. it didn't but yeah, it could just be a YouTube thing. I don't know. But I'm a anyway. bit of a boomer when it comes to phones. I haven't upgraded my phone in forever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I I've made the decision to stop upgrading until I get my current phone paid off. Because yeah. I've I've upgraded. I've I've been on. I'm with AT and T, and they have this next up plan where if you pay off mm-hmm. half your phone, you can upgrade to a new phone. Yeah. And I've done that the past couple of times and 
you know, it's nice because if you find a sale, especially you can have the latest thing and, you know, but it's, you still don't have, you have to give up your phone to, in order to do that. And I like the idea of keeping it in case you ever need it again or something like that. Yeah. But I just, I'm tired of, you know, having to restart on payments and everything. And yeah, I, I'm, I don't know that I'll be upgrading for a little while. So yeah, well, my mentality with it is like, I buy a phone. And I'm like, all right, this is the phone that I will use until I die. And then that is, and then the phone really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of mindset I'm trying to get into is, is that one. So if you, you know, if you have an iPhone, eventually you will have to upgrade. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. If you want to keep using the software and everything. So, but anyway, enough with all that. Um, if you would like to listen to us, there's a few more ways you can do it now. Actually, when I, when I, uh, uploaded the last podcast, it was like right when I uploaded it, that we got a new, um, platform. So the couple that we have so far, you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on pocket casts and, now you can listen to us on Google Podcasts. So Ooh. if you like to listen to podcasts on there, you can just find us at Wired In on any of those platforms, and there should be more to come. I might have to uh, see. I've been trying to go in and find our podcast on those platforms, and I've had a really hard time doing it. I'll just type in Wired In, and it won't show our our show. Oh, and I'm wondering, stole our name. That's right. They're appropriating our, our I think trade. there's one I think there's I think I found one podcast that also has the title Wired In, but it's it's Oops, wired in with someone else. Yeah. So but I think I'm wondering if it has something to do with the picture because their picture is just a it's like a camera or a radio or something. I don't know. There's <laughs> no, there's no words on it, so maybe Maybe that's how you find it is you have the words on your logo and that's kind of how it pops up. I don't know. I'm going to have to work with it. So anyway, if you can find us on there and if not, uh, probably the easiest way you can find us is on anchor. That's where our home base is for our podcast. So hope you check us out. And if you do find us on those other platforms, be sure to give us a a five-star review. Hopefully Uh, that would be preferable to a one-star review. And if you give us any less than five stars, you will receive death. We will come Only and execute really you. Prime if I said that, so <laughs> we will come to your house and execute you in front of your family. That's what we'll do. Theoretically, in a video game, <laughs> in a video game, or you know, <laughs> psychically or something, we'll we'll figure yeah. something out. But anyway, we've got a few things to talk about. There's been some some additional controversy. And I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago about Netflix and their, their cuties movie, which I don't even like saying the title of the film because it just just makes me sick every time I say the title of it, but they've reportedly lost about $9 billion in revenue or something like that because really no idea. Yeah. Crap ton of people have been canceling their Netflix subscriptions. I do that. I would do the same. <laughs> it's it's a uh, cancel Netflix has trended on Twitter for a couple times, and yeah, it's you know I I, I don't know if they'll cave or not, but you know because they, they get they get a lot of money from you know different people and different organizations, I'm sure, and I mean they make a lot of movies and such, so and they still have a a ton of so is it is subscribers. Is, is Cutie still on their site? Not only is it still on their site, it's also in the in the trending category, like because wow. the, they have like a top ten category now, and that's from the last I heard, it was in that category. So I, I don't know if it's because that Netflix Netflix would ever grow a backbone on. I would have never imagined that it would be pedophilia. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I never imagined that that's what it would be. I, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, you know. I mean, Hollywood's chock full of you know freaking weirdos and shit, but that's true. It is true. But I, I had seen a story. They had they had reacted the other day to the loss in revenue, and 
they were basically defending the film saying that it it uh it, it's 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 a critique against child uh sexual exploitation i hate, I hate that defense it's such and a, i've it's seen a, it's such a fucking moot one it, because, it really is i've seen a couple people so, that whole argument is moot because even if it is a critique against like sexualizing children and whatnot they're still guilty of doing the very thing that they themselves are painting to be so like morally abhorrent to do like it, 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 there's a difference between basically there's a difference between basically depicting the evil but not actually committing it in order to to drive like a theme and a narrative but it's yeah. another thing entirely it's another thing entirely to actually commit the evil so that you can depict the evil in your movie right and see and that's kind of a point that we talked about a couple episodes ago is you know there's been documentaries made on on the the sex slave trade that's you know pretty prevalent across the world <laughs> and the exploitation of kids, you know, that I don't have a problem with that because you're exposing it. You're not creating it. The, the problem with this film obviously is not only are allegedly, according to them exposing it, I don't believe they're exposing it, but they're, they're creating it in order to supposedly talk about how bad it is i mean that, yeah. that that that's like saying okay in order to uh prove just how bad murdering someone is yeah. we're gonna hire an actor and murder them on screen just to show how bad it is <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's how ridiculous it is that's how ridiculous the argument is it's like yeah. i legitimately had that conversation with someone i legitimately i was like okay so according to your standard we should just actually murder actors on screen when their characters get killed off in the plot, because according to you, it, it, it is actually suitable to commit the evil in order to show how bad it is. Yeah. It's yeah, like, and it's like, people, I don't think, is this the point we've reached in, in like our culture now where people can't discern the difference between reality and like artistic expression. Can they not, they can't discern the two. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. it's baffling to me. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're willing to justify this, what aren't you willing to justify? It's, it's insane, man. And like, like it's what's crazy to me is like, they tried to justify it by claiming that it's artistic expression, but I'm like, no, it's not just, well, the people that make the film claim that it's artistic expression, but you're still guilty of doing that action. Like the people that die in films and in, you know, in TV shows and shit, they don't actually die. It's they are basically, they aren't actually committing the thing that is so evil that they're trying to portray as being evil. It's like, whereas with cuties and I, and a, a lot of YouTubers have basically come out and been like, yeah, this film is as bad as people are saying that it is. Um, yeah. There was, like, um, the, like, there was a, uh, oops, sorry to interrupt. Oh no, you go, go ahead. I was just going to say that I was actually going to bring this up at, at one point. There's a family therapist who wrote a, a Facebook post that my wife shared the other day talking about, you know, some of the things that are in the movie and it's not just, you know, they, they dress, um, you know, sexually and are revealing and, and do some, you know, bad dance moves, you know, just, just revealing dance moves and things like that. I mean, it, it's pretty graphic, you know, there's, I guess there's, there's a, a scene where the main character over here is a group of girls watching pornography and discuss the normalization of giving, you know, blowjobs uh, to other people. and, you okay. know, these are these are little girls, you know, and how yeah, to get out the, of the other thing, too. That's the other thing, too. These are actually like 11 to 10 year old girls. These are like children. These are not like, you know, actors pretending to be minors. These are actually minors. Right. 
Yeah. And I mean, part of the film, they're they're trying to get with these older guys and and they're being coached to if you see them, tell them you're 14. Don't tell them that you're actually 11, you know, and it's insane. The, the main the main point of her post was this film. This film is much worse than just a few dance moves and and dressing inappropriately. This is about this is a tool of grooming young girls and and thinking that you know this is how i get what i want this is how i get away with you know doing something bad as i just do this or do that and and also I mean, pushing you know pedophilia into the uh the, you know the cultural norm into the yeah. accepted amongst the masses and uh yeah. and you can tell even even the audience score on rotten tomatoes is like i think last time i checked it was at like 10 percent uh, which is kind of scary to think that uh, ten people actually, ten percent of people that watched it actually enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's just you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, there is blatant, like there there is blatant pedophilia in that movie. Um, IMDb, uh, I, this is I actually made a, a video on this. Um, IMDb in their you know parental um, you know guidance warning. Um, they basically, uh, in one of the, the bullet points under, uh, uh, sexually, sexually explicit content, um, one of them legitimately flashes her bare breasts in one of their, uh, dance routines. Yeah. And it's what adds to the, to the grotesqueness of this is the fact that they, they auditioned, what was it, 600 and some girls for this film. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're meeting in a room. You're having these girls do these things. Obviously, there has to be some measure of choreography in order to get the moves right. They have to audition and perform these things in front of these older people. And I mean, it's just the whole thing is, is just messed up. So yeah. we'll see. Well, I, I don't know. Just kind of. Just to kind of close on that too, or like um, just, uh, one thing that I had noticed too was uh, one of like during an interview, the director of the film, she basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, this isn't an exact quote, but she basically said that she established a sense of trust with the kids. And I'm like, that is the most predatory statement you could publicly make ever. I mean, like, that's the definition you, of grooming. Yeah, that's what that's what, they're, that's what you're doing. A sense of trust. <laughs> oh my like gosh! Implying that you are deceiving them into doing morally abhorrent things. That's I. I don't know how anyone could defend it. I I genuinely don't. I I don't either. You know, and it's good that yeah. at least most of the people I've seen have not defended it, but I have seen a few that have been like, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. it's really not as bad as you. You know, the the whole point of the movie is, you know, like what Netflix said is to is to expose it. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, to expose it. No pun intended. You're going to create it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they're but. definitely exposing it. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um. So speaking of exposing someone's idiocy, uh, <laughs> Trevor Noah, the the oh, great, great intellectual, Trevor Noah. I, I know that. You know, there's there's Aristotle, there's uh, Socrates, and not not far from that is Trevor Noah. He's what he, I call the late night uh, pseudo intellectual. Like, exactly. Everyone, everyone that like unironically watches his show, like they they all claim that he's just so like just wildly intelligent and just you're this huge deep mind. And I'm just like, this is not. Nothing of what he is saying is, you know, you know, super groundbreaking or new. Like this is all just woke, you know, like you know, postmodern neo-Marxist bullshit that's existed since the '80s. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, you know. Anyway, continue. well, yeah, and the, right before we get into the meat of the story, you know, I. I thought I thought even though I didn't agree with him all the time, I thought John Stewart was legitimately funny. You know, yeah, he could he actually really make funny. me laugh and yeah. didn't always make me laugh. Now, Trevor Noah's made me laugh a couple times, but it's not been, you know, on the you know, falling over on the 
falling over sideways laughing, you know, that he's just not that funny. I mean, he's I'll okay. More but... than with him. <laughs> he's always just said some had some ridiculous take that he tries to pass off as being a joke. I'm like, no, no, you, that was a legitimate take you had. And it was actually stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this adds to the list of that. He uh-huh. was recently doing, um, his show, which no longer has a live studio audience because of COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, I guess it's now called the, the daily social distancing show with Trevor Noah. <laughs> a great title oh, there. So creative. Yeah. Well, he went on a rant the other day about gender reveal parties for, you know, the expecting parents that find out the gender of their kid and they have a party about it. First of all, I don't really, I, I don't know why gender reveal parties are still a thing. Like, why would you have a party yeah, for something like that? You could announce it, sure, but a party, I, 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 anyway. I would admit, no, it is very much a white person thing, and I've never understood it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I explain that as a white person, I have never understood the point of gender reveal parties. Like, well, and I just think it's, it's, it just devalues, like, you know, the, the suspense of it, you know, or, or well, I say suspense, but like, um, kind of the, the the mystery, you know, like you know, because you know, realistically speaking, before gender reveal parties were like a thing, you never knew what the, you know the gender of you know someone's baby was going to be or someone else's baby was going to be until they they had it essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So he he went off against that, and he. I was getting pretty upset about it. He said celebrating a baby's genitalia is starting to feel very outdated. Like given everything we've we're learning about gender, gender reveal parties should only happen when the child is old enough to know their actual gender. And <laughs> I thought I, I thought this response was absolutely perfect. So on on Twitter, Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas he he retweeted the story of, of Trevor Noah saying, you know, the child hasn't picked their gender yet. That's when they should. That's when they should have a party. And Ted Cruz said above that, uh, this is. Uh, he said Hollywood is funniest when they don't intend to be. And he'd said something else. He'd said. Uh, he said some. Uh, Trevor Noah was like, some kids don't know their gender yet, and uh, Ted Cruz re- re- uh, retweeted that and said. Oh, that's true. Oftentimes, uh, liberal men uh, never grew up to have any balls. <laughs> so, <laughs> something to that effect. I thought was pretty good. But uh, I just, I don't understand why. There's just so many things fundamentally wrong with everything that he has said. So, yeah. first of all, so are you meaning to tell me that, like, basically, if you have, if you're, if you're having to make any form of, like, medical appointments for your kid, that you can't under like you know when you're filing out you know paperwork and shit that you can't list their gender because supposedly it falls upon the kid to determine their own gender it's like it's so nonsensical and even then let, let's say let, let, let's say let's say kids let, let's say your kid identifies as the opposite sex or or whatever it, that's irrelevant because it it doesn't matter what you self-identify as it doesn't matter if because it, it, if it's not, if it doesn't fall in line with reality, but it doesn't fall in line with what is true within the natural world, within, you know, the realistic standard, it, it does, it's irrelevant when it pertains to medical treatments, when it pertains to, you know, medical diagnoses, you know, it's like, or diagnoses, I don't know what the proper term for that is, but, um, diagnoses, I think is correct, I, but I, I, yeah, I think that's right. But, um. But yeah, it's like, so you're meaning to tell me that you, you, you basically have to sit around with your thumb up your ass until your kid just arbitrarily decides what his gender or his or her zims or whatever gender is. And it's like, (laughs) and even then, you know, who's to say that they won't just arbitrarily change it later on? Like they just decide, oh, hey, now my gender is this. And even then kids from an early age, they don't have the mental, like the cognitive process of being able to uh, 
basically oh, being able you to there? determine like nuance. Uh, oh, hey, can you hear me? Hello. 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 You, uh, your mic cut out. Oh, did it? Where? So, where did it cut out at? Um, it cut out right before you started your uh, sentence. Oh, about for- kids and changing their minds and. Oh yeah. So basically, it's like who's to say that you know that kid won't like arbitrarily change their gender, you know, after they've already previously established it. You know, it's like, and then also it's like kids don't have from an early age, they don't have the cognitive process of being able to turn like actually like cog, like actually being able to understand nuanced positions on things. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what kids do. They change their minds constantly. On, yeah. I mean, on the simple, add, like, what do you want yeah. to eat? Oh, I want mm-hmm. this. Okay, here's this. No, I don't want that. I want this. You know, I mean, exactly. they'll change their mind on their favorite show or their favorite color or just this or that. I mean, that. Yeah, exactly. Th- you're not just from, you want to talk about science. These Democrats love to talk about science. I mean, you're psychologically, you're not even mentally there in terms of, you know, being able to be a fully formed adult until you're what, 25, 26, something yeah, like that. And even so, then I've, I've heard reports that, you know, even well after 25. Um, yeah, but certainly not when you're two or three, you know, yeah, exactly. or, or five. I mean, it, it takes, it takes a lot of growing to figure out, you know, what you believe on, on everything really. Yeah. So these, and why are we trying to, inject these things into kids at such a young age just let them be kids you Hmm. know and i just i i get so tired of just pretending that these things that aren't there that aren't real are real i mean uh, it's it's so frustrating it makes me wonder i've thought about this a lot you know and 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 you see it being you know being you know kind of peddled a lot within the uh the postmodernist uh school of thought and that is you know, well, a that everything's a social construct, and that you know we can just redefine whatever it is that we deem to be um, whatever we've previously established to serve some form of utility, so that we can include you know you know marginalized you know misrepresented groups, right? But I think it's deeper than that. I, I think it's a, I think it goes. I think it also ties a lot more in with a sense of basically pushing responsibility further down the line. Being like, oh, well, it's not our responsibility to basically dismantle all these social constructs and, uh, you know, and all these things that are so oppressive. We will place that sense of responsibility on the child. We will allow them. It, it's like it's like this weird sense of like, oh, look at how virtuous I'm being of basically l- allowing my child to determine their own gender. When in all actuality, you're just pushing that responsibility on the child when, you know, uh, during a uh, uh, you know, a basically during a period where they're not able to actually cognitively understand the nuanced, you know, concept of you know gender identity that you're throwing at them. Hmm. Yeah. It. I wonder sometimes. Well, you know, I, just ten years ago, never thought we'd be talking about things like this, and. Mm-hmm. Yet here we are. It just makes me wonder how how much further down this hole are we going to keep digging, say, 10, 20 years from now? I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, I wanted to well, we could we could move on and talk about a couple movie reviews if you wanted to do that. Yeah, we can definitely do that if you want. There's actually a couple of movies that each of us had seen. I I don't think. Have you seen the entire Mulan movie or just part of it? I have unfortunately seen the entire Mulan. Okay, movie. <laughs> so we'll start. We'll start with Mulan because that that's kind of that's kind of interesting. And and some of what you told me prior to recording, I've I've heard from other people that have seen it as well. So uh, Spencer, I'm I'm unleashing you. Go for it. Well, I guess so. I. Well, first of all, I, I got to establish that uh, let, I may or may not have used other means 
to watch the movie. You know, I can't I can't definitively say whether that's true or not. But, other uh, means, you know, huh? Yeah, other means. So we'll just leave it at that. So <laughs> legal, I'm sure. <laughs> I I actually watched it with my buddy David, and uh, we were as we were going through it. It's just it's so apparent that they basically took all the charm and soul and wit from the original Mulan movie and bled it completely dry of that and then replaced basically all of Mulan's, you know, likable character traits with Ray's Mary Sue-ness from the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And that is essentially what you have with Mulan 2020. It is... I, 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 was, I was about probably about 15 minutes into the movie and I was so astronomically bored. I was just so it, it just the dialogue is just it just so underwhelming. The, the there are so there there are also it, it they change a lot of story elements with Mulan in this rendition of it or this portrayal of it. They they try to like have this realistic version of like this was historically like realistic portrayal of the battles and like incorporating characters. There's like this witch character that helps the Huns, but they're not called the Huns in the movie. They're called the Rorons. <laughs> so it's like sitting there. I was like, what in the, like, like it's so obvious that they're the Huns too, because they're, they have all the apparel and like the, it, it, it's so obvious that they're the Huns, but it, like, like the Chinese government basically told Disney not to have them be called the Huns. Um, but yeah, I had, I had watched a review where they talked about that, and at first they thought that they were called the Morons, and that's <laughs> yeah, what they the started morons. calling the Morons. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought too for a while. Um, also, they basically they try to kind of just or like explain the reason why Mulan has like all these crazy abilities and powers because of her chi that basically like and that basically chi is like this magical force that gives her all these abilities and I'm like no that's not what chi is chi doesn't make you magic it doesn't give you magical powers like uh yeah it's real bad uh I would not recommend anyone paying $30 to watch it. Uh, I would see, not even recommend watching it at all. Just watch the OG Mulan. Yeah, see, I... That's, that's, what, that's what gets me, is whether or not the movie is good, you've got to pay $30 on top of the sus subscription you're already paying for Disney+, Plus, unless you know you decide to watch it with other means as certain people have. Um, but, you know, it's you're basically having yeah, to pay upwards around, you know, 40 some 40 to 45 bucks. If you count the Disney's plus subscription alongside the $30 premiere access uh, to even watch the film. But yeah, yeah. And, and I can't really review it because I haven't seen it yet. And I don't even know if I will see it. I may, I may watch a little bit of it just to see but I can't see myself sitting through the whole thing. But yeah, from, from everything that I've heard, it's, it's very much like that. It's, it's basically just another version of Ray, except, you know, without any form of an attempt at comedy, it sounded like. And Oh yeah, there, that is the other thing. This movie is completely stripped of any humor. There is like no humor in this movie at all. And if they do try to attempt humor, it does not land. It, it is, like it is just it, the, the dialogue is so bad in this film. Uh, See, that's that's one of the things that really made the original so good was the comedy. I thought the comedy was really good, but I also thought that Mulan's character was something, someone that you could relate to. The fact that she'd started out, the 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 very fact that she volunteered, well, not really volunteered, but she went in in place of her. Was it her father? Um, uh, to, yes, her father to be in the military, essentially. And the fact that she had no experience with any of that in the original. And that's what made it that that's what made it more important of of a thing is that she was she was very much the underdog. But from 
what I've heard is in this new adaptation of it, she pretty much beats everyone up pretty easily and already has some some pretty good training even before she started. Essentially, the- yeah. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, it, during the training segments, again, this is another spoiler, kind of not. So during the training segments, she basically is basically holding herself back so that she doesn't bring attention to herself. It's like, basically someone, someone had brought up a really good point. It's like, basically this film teaches women that if they want to be uh, treated equally as men, that they have to have superpowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, it's, it's so, it's so anti-feminist, but yet all these, you know, you know, galaxy brained, you know, media critics will come out and, talk about how groundbreaking it is because you know it's just it's, it's just so stupid it's so dumb yeah um, that's i yeah it's, that's a shame i when i had first seen the trailer and i will admit that i hadn't even watched the original mulan until a few months ago just because i hadn't watched much disney movies outside of uh you know a few of them especially pixar but just like some of the classics, I just never really got around to watching some of them. I wasn't really that interested in, but I have been catching up on them lately. And mm-hmm. I've, I've seen quite a few of them and Mulan was one of them, but yeah, I it's, it's just a shame because when I had seen the trailer, it initially looked kind of cool until I had realized, Oh wait, there's some stuff they took out. And of course I hadn't seen the original yet, so I didn't know what was taken out, but mm-hmm. after seeing it, and then going back and seeing the trailer again and then hearing reviews about it. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, I don't even know if I want to, I, I see this is, this is, this is going to be something that I'll watch for maybe a few minutes to just get so bored and be like, yeah, I've got other things yeah. to do. <laughs> well, and what's, what's crazy too is they, so they took out Mushu, right? Like one, like probably the most, one of, if not the most iconic thing about that film and replaced it with this poorly CG, like, phoenix that just (laughs) shows up out of nowhere like in every single scene and does literally nothing serves no actual purpose or like actually has any form of relevance to the plot at all Hmm. it's just i heard they threw in this random witch character in the film yeah yeah, that's the witch I, i don't know if i mentioned her earlier but uh, but yeah, she basically she's like a quote unquote villain that's basically like helping. So you know how like in the OG Mulan, um, you know the the leader had the eagle as a scout. Mm-hmm. Well, in this film, she is a witch that transforms into the eagle essentially, and she basically the only reason she's helping the the Huns is because uh they essentially are going to like, you know, they treat her as their own, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so basically, and then there's a point in the film where Mulan is like leading the Imperial army to rescue the emperor. Right. And they have a, this weird ham fisted contrived dialogue scene where the two of them are speaking. And basically Mulan talks about how, how alike they both are. I'm like, no, no, you're not. First of all, you're nothing alike. And then it, basically she, the, 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 the witch character ends up taking Mulan's side because she realizes that, um, that the Huns will never truly accept her as their own. They're just using her. And like, it's, it's just, it's so bad. It like, it, it, that whole side plot is just so awful. Um, well, but yeah, I think no, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty ringing endorsement if I've ever yeah. heard one. So <laughs> sounds like you want me to watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if I would want you to watch it, but it, it's interesting just how bad it is. Yeah. Like maybe watch like five minutes of it and then be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe see how long I can go before I'm bored. Yep. Yeah. It won't take long. I assure you. yes yeah that's what i've heard well this other movie kind of wanted to talk about 
is ironically enough on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. I don't pay for it, but we, we kind of piggyback off of somebody else's that will probably, there's a good chance it'll get canceled here soon. We'll see. But I just happened to see this and I'd heard about it on a podcast I listened to. And I was like, well, shoot, if I, if I'm able to watch it, I might as well before I can't, but it's called the social dilemma. And I can't remember the guy's name that, that led this film. I want to say his name was Tristan something, but I, I could be wrong, but it's a documentary on social media and how these, these tech companies use data and how they use even psychology to get people as addicted to their platforms as possible. So they will watch their ads. So they will, you know, do all these things and help make the money is essentially what it's, what it's doing. And you have former executives, operations managers, even a couple former presidents, one former president of Pinterest, one the former president of Facebook, actually. And they were all just discussing how social media is designed to work. They even had the guy who helped develop the like button on Facebook. And it was it was essentially they were coming out and saying this this is getting way out of hand. I mean we had we had created these things to try to bring some sort of joy, some sh- some sort of yeah, uh, you know, enjoyment out of out of people. The guy who created the like button was saying, you know, we we just thought it would be kind of a cool way of bringing some positivity into the into the you know tech world, whatever. Yeah, but because- little did they know that yeah. these kinds of things have really contributed in in many ways to suicide rates to depression to all sorts of different things and they've even played roles in riots in overthrows of governments in different countries around the world and it's it's getting to the point where you're starting to wonder is is social media gonna basically become the replacement of actual presidents and kings around the world because of how much power they wield and how much they're able to suck in just about everybody and and how much they're able to they're the like the algorithm for one thing and you know i'm sure you are familiar with this spencer but how the algorithm for google for facebook twitter that kind of thing is in many ways designed to show you what you want to see and it makes you feel like the people around you believe the way that you do. And if you see someone that doesn't believe the way that you do it, it creates more division and more polarization because you're only seeing one side and you're also hiding behind a screen. So it's, you're more likely to get more vicious towards someone who's also on a screen than you are to have a rational, you know, well-tempered discussion in person. And I just thought it was really, I mean, there wasn't much in here that surprised me. So the things that I've heard before, Hmm. but some of the more detailed stuff, like the fact that on your phone, you know, there's a reason why if you get a notification, it doesn't detail you what the notification is. It just says so-and-so liked your post. So-and-so commented on your post. And so tagged you in a photo, but it doesn't show you the photo. It doesn't show you the post. Well, that's that's by design. They want you to open up that phone, go back into the app. You know, they they try to gear ads, ads that you see on your timeline towards you to click on things that they think you will like. They'll send you it, and the list goes on. And I'd heard a, at one point conversation with someone that you know, I think he, he talked to Mark Zuckerberg and Mark was like, Hey, I want more users in, in South Korea or Japan or whatever the country was. And all they had to do was just kind of, you know, increase the ads a little bit, tweak a little bit here. And sure enough, they got it. They got more users and, you know, just, just some of the things that they do. And it, it's kind of scary hearing them talk about how even some of the people that develop the algorithms don't understand how they all work because the, the machine takes what you give it and it does its own thing with it, you know? So 
you you don't even have complete control of what you're creating. And again, not completely and totally surprising, but the more you hear about it, this is something that I think more and more people really need to to think about because it's not just cat videos. It's not just what a friend is posting yeah. or a birthday or something like that. I mean, these are, these are, it's, it's, it's like with Google, Google's not just a search engine. It's not just something, okay, I want to find out Absolutely, yeah. what, what time this event takes place or, you know, when, when is the election or, you know, whatever it's there. It's much deeper than that. The, the search engine is just a simple tool. That's, out there for you to use, but there's more to it than that. And yeah, I, I just thought it was really good. And it's it's only like an hour, hour fifteen, hour twenty long. It's not it's not super long, but I mean, I th- I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it sounds really interesting, and it and it ties into a lot of the. Uh, it plays into the, the there's there's the, the dual aspects of social media, how it's become so globalized, but yet. Uh, to where it can, you know, essentially infiltrate and manipulate uh, governmental, like, you know, government elections and everything like that. But that it also, it, but it does all this while catering to the individual's, you know, interests and needs. And, you know, how do you, it, it basically ties into the whole, how do you navigate through that problem, right? Because if, because, Societally, you know, if culturally, if we become so isolated to the point where it's hyper focused on the individual's needs and interests, you know, then there is no sense of community. There is no, you know, I I think that is where, you know, you often see, I think that, I think that's particularly in the US, I think that's why we're seeing the number of cultural issues that we're currently seeing is because we, are just constantly being catered to on every individual facet of our lives um, to where, you know, even something as simple as just going to vote or something is so, is such an inconvenience. It's so out of the way because we're so conditioned to our daily routines. But if we go on the, the opposite side of that, if we stray too far into, uh, basically to the point where we have to form our identity and sense of worth in the community that we are no longer uh valued as individuals then we have the you know we go down we basically slide down the inevitable slippery slope of uh the potential you know the potential risk of genocide that's often found in you know socialist and communist regimes um, and so that, 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 that is where we have to navigate. And I think social media is, is so hard to just address head on because it plays into both aspects so heavily that you can't, like, I don't, and Tim pool made a really good point about Twitter. You know, they have become so globalized to the point where, you know, U.S. law cannot impact Twitter's terms of service or, you know, or any form of policy that they have because they are not just pinned down by one specific country's set of, um, of legislation, right? They're, they, they piggyback off of, you know, multiple different countries' um, legislations. So mm-hmm. they're not pinned down by any one set thing they can just constantly keep shifting the goalpost and there's nothing you know any there's nothing there's nothing that any you know branch of government regardless of where they are on the globe can do about it yeah i mean it, there really is no way of putting the genie back in the bottle because yeah. the, the, it's just become a part of the way people live across the world and I mean, I mean, can you imagine a world without Facebook, without Instagram, without some of these things? They're, they're just gone. I mean, that I don't see that happening. And so it, it really becomes a way of 
well, how do you regulate that? Or can you regulate that? What would it, what would that look like? And that was one of the discussions that they had towards the end of the documentaries. They were saying, some of them were saying how there's gotta be, there's gotta be some way to, to regulate something instead of just letting it all, you know, fly out there as, as much as possible. And I don't know what that looks like, but it's, it's at least a conversation worth having. So Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I would encourage you if you still have Netflix, if you even want to entertain watching that, maybe it'll be available on a different platform. I don't know, but it, it's it's something worth watching, and I, I think I think it's something that people would find some interest in. And actually, that is one of the things that is trending as well. Is is that so? At least at least something worthwhile consuming is on there that you can watch, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> yeah you know, pedophilia, but all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our show today. We do thank you everyone for tuning in and we've enjoyed spending time with you all. And we are grateful that you decided to take time out of your day to listen to us banter on about the happenings and going ons in the world. And once again, you can follow us on well, not really social media, but you can follow our <laughs> podcast on Spotify and you can follow it on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and as well as anchor.fm if you want to check us out on there. You uh, should definitely do that. And if you have the option, give us a rating review so that way that'll boost us, hopefully, maybe in the algorithm so people can find our show. And as always, and, if you give us any less than five stars, we will come at your house. Yes. Theoretically speaking. Theoretically, but do you really want to test it? I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think they do either. Yeah, just just take our word for it on this one. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we will see you back here next week. Have a good one, everyone. See you guys.